0: Welcome to Raw Perspective, fresh point of view. I'm your host, Richard Anthony Wallace, and we are still in the midst of a quarantine. Well, hopefully you are quarantining, being safe during this pandemic that we are all experiencing. Uh, I know there's a TikTok video saying the pandemic isn't over just because you're over it. Don't know who that artist is, but... Please continue to be safe, please wear a mask. And please just sit your ass at home so that we can enjoy the rest of our lives. That's all we wanna do is be over this. Move on, transition into something else. Because I am tired of living at my mama's house. As much as I love my mama. Brother's tired. But things you do to keep safe in the midst of this pandemic. But I love you, Mama. Appreciate everything that you've done. But that is not what I'm here to talk about today. On a more somber note, get to talk about another anniversary coming up. Two years since Richard Dwight Wallace was last day on this earth. Uh, if you don't know who Richard Dwight Wallace is, Richard Dwight Wallace uh, it's my father. Um, he was born March 26, 1957. He died November 16, 2018. I would say that my father lived a very good life. But I feel like there was so much more that he could have contributed to this world. But 61 years is what he got. And he didn't live a long life, but I feel like he lived a full life. And he set up his family to not worry about anything for the rest of our lives. So I am forever in debt to that man. Uh, so, this will be two years. Two years without my dad. Uh, the first anniversary podcast, I went into details about how he had passed away, what transpired on that day. Reliving that, that, that was pretty sucked. I'm not gonna lie, just sucked. Uh, I am in the room where. I last saw him alive. Took his last breath. Uh, I actually sleep in this room. This is the guest room. And in my mom's house. So I am in the presence of where I was with him. Where he took his last breath ultimately. But he wasn't declared dead until the doctors at Rush Copley told him told us, my mom and me, and the chaplain, that he was dead. So, everybody has memories of what's salient to them. What's most visible. Most particularly, celebration of birthdays. Everybody knows that it's coming. You don't remember your birthday because you were just born. But every single year, if you are fortunate to have a birthday... People remember that. Um, other salient things that happen, and I'm taking this from my, my frat brother, Torrance, about memories. Is you remember those things that are most vivid to you. Um, so he talked about it in his podcast, like, uh, his parents divorcing. him. That was a prominent time for him on, on that particular day. And while it could be just a regular ass day for, for everybody else. Um, so November 16th is the day that my dad died. November 16th, for y'all, it could be just some regular-ass day. Um, I know it's one of my homie Reggie's birthday, uh, so he was he was born on that day. Um, that's the day my dad died, so that will always be in my memory. Um, April six, two 2013, day I crossed an Alpha by Alpha. Will be a very special day for me, because my dad was there. see Cross. Might not mean shit to y'all, because April 6th was probably just another day but everybody has those salient memories that they can just refer back to of those defining moments in their lives of, yeah, this happened to me on this particular day. I remember where I was during that time. Give me an example. Uh, September 11. I was in sixth grade. I was in science class. And Mr. Strang came in, principal, told us that World Trade Center had been hit. My brother uh, Lamar was living in New York at the time. I thought he was dead because he lived in New York City, and that's where the attack happened. And this was before cell phones, everybody had a cell phone, so it was hard to get in contact with people. Um, Luckily, unfortunately, my brother's still alive, but I remember that day vividly. I remember the day when Obama got elected. I was at Hampton University in Virginia, I was in Pierce Hall when they called it. I was at an HBCU. First time in my life, even though I was going battling depression and feeling isolated from people that looked like me. That was for the, the first time in my entire life, I felt like I belonged to something because we had the first black president. So memories like that, but November 16th will always be the low light in, in my day. Uh, day fucking sucks. Because that is the day that world decided to take my dad from me. And I have come to the realization he's never coming back. And that sucks. Now, if, if you knew my dad, if you had the privilege of knowing my father you would know that he was probably one of the coolest people to, to, to chat with. Uh, didn't ask too many questions, like probing in your life. Especially when I was going through the whole dating phase. Especially when I was trying to bring over folks to meet my parents. My mom was always the toughest one. My dad was real easy. He was like, alright, what's your name? What do you do? Alright, if you if, if he like you, then I like you. That's cool. And that was pretty much it. He was probably the easiest parent to get get along with. My mom, on the other hand, is going to ask you a billion questions. What do you see in my son? What are, you, what are your intentions with my son? Blah, blah, blah. My dad was cool. Dad was at pretty much any highlighted event for me. Um, he was at the basketball games where I sucked. But there was one basketball game, and I remember I hit the key free throw for us to stay undefeated that year. And he told me that... You'll never go undefeated ever again in life. you always have one undefeated season. He did some when he played baseball. He had an undefeated season in baseball. When his dad allowed him to play baseball during the summer, they went undefeated. And something that me and him had shared. Other things that we have in common was uh, me joining the fraternity. It was his fraternity originally. Uh, being a member of Alfile Alpha Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. Uh, so I am a legacy of this organization I'm still active and still financial just like my dad was uh, I emulated everything my dad did uh, so he's, he was active and financial until uh, he transitioned to the Omega chapter which is the chapter sweet rest I am still an active financial member after seven years and seven months of being in this fraternity I have not missed a a payment I can still say that I'm still active all because of my dad um, other things that I remember about my dad is, uh, us testing our strength. So, we used to, like, try and, and test our, our hand grip when we shook each other's hand. And I would always try and squeeze his hand as hard as I could to see if I was getting stronger. Especially when I was younger. And, obviously, he would just, his big old dominant hands just squeeze my little hands until I got older. And he's like, oh, you finally got some grip on you. Ah. And those are some of the, the small things that I remember. I think the The other things that I do remember from my dad was the road trips. The road trips. My dad loved to drive. He was a driving fool. We would wake up early in the morning, especially when we are going to Atlanta. we wake up at like 4 o'clock in the morning so that we can be in Atlanta by like 1 in the afternoon. My dad loved to drive. Dad loved Waukegan, Illinois. He would tell me this is where he lived on Judge Street. This is where he went to, to grammar school at Whittier. He went to Waukegan East, home of the Bulldogs. He said, this is where I almost drowned at this pool. <laughs> Just the random stories that he would used to tell me. And I would be like, Dad, could you please shut up about these stories? And I I would kill to hear those stories again. He would even talk about when we were driving uh, the, the place where he met my mom. We met over there at Allstate, all, off of there. Um... So that's where I met your mother over there. It's, it's, it's those days that, that I miss. Are just the random stories that he just loved to to tell. That we would get sick of. It's like, Dad, we've heard this story a billion times. But looking at it now, in hindsight, those stories I can still keep the legacy on. And I'm greatly appreciative that he would tell those stories on repeat. Time and time again. So, the pool where he almost drowned and got saved by that one guy. I remember that. I remember where he lived on Judge Street. I remember Whittier Elementary. That's where he went. Waukegan East. It used to be Waukegan East, Waukegan West. Uh, it turned into one big old Waukegan High School. Uh i remember a lot of the things. He, he always wanted me to go to Northern. Northern Illinois University. That's where he went. And that was the only thing I was defiant on. I was like, I'm not going to Northern Illinois. I want to go to Northern. So, but he would tell me about stories about Northern Illinois. And he would take me to Pizza Villa. Pizza Villa had the best pizza crust. And they did Um uh, Love me some villa. And. Talked about his mom. Driving. Up to Northern. And he. His mom spent the night. Um, in one of the dorms. Because he was an RA. He was an RA at Northern. I was an RA at UIC. It's kind of similar. How our lives are so parallel. How he did the residence life thing. I did the residence life thing. He's in, in the organization. i the fraternity. I'm in the fraternity. It's almost eerie with like, how our life paths have gone. Real eerie. I don't know if that's to right or wrong or redo something. I I don't know. Um, But I know that my dad was one of the greatest people I have ever met. Now I can tell you a whole bunch of stories about my dad. Like, you can tell you stories about my two older brothers. I mean, don't know what their memories are with him. Sure they got some memories. Some greater than than others, but that that was a that was a cool dude. Um real cool dude. Uh I wish I would have known that the 15th was the day that this podcast is coming out. It would have been the last day that I met with, that I, that I had him. And I, I find it interesting that if you've at least lived, if you're four years old or older, that you've already passed your death date. Because you got to grant, grant uh, the leap year. So... knowing knowing that we've already passed our death date i don't know how many times i've passed my my death date 29 times not knowing when i'm going to pass away we know our birthday but we don't know our death date and it shouldn't scare anybody cuz at the end of the day we're born to die and we're only here for a time and a season. As much as we want to say that we are here for an inevitable timeline, infinite timeline, we're not. We got people that are younger than me that have died. Like even famous celebrity artists have died younger than I have. I've lived longer than them. And you know, celebrities make their impact, celebrities come and go. But in five hundred years, nobody's gonna give a shit about anybody. If you really boil down to it, all the things that mattered right now—who who's hot, who's not, who's in power, who's not in power—it'll be one paragraph, maybe a sentence, in the history books, five hundred years from now. Because no one is going to care. There's going to be a whole new generation of individuals. A whole new revolution of people. Will there even be human existence in 500 years? We don't even know. We're just here for a time and season. And we have to make the most of our time and season here. People are trying to figure out what their purpose in life is. People struggle for that. People people are struggling day in and day out especially the internal battles that they deal with with their mental health. They are they are challenged with with things and, and triggers that that cause flashbacks. Uh, the the human the human anatomy is really interesting in how how it works, like how we how we dream, how we how we daydream, how we fantasize all these things and then once those desires are reached then there's a new desire as human beings when we look at things just our level of existence we're never going to be satisfied with with what we have now, don't get me wrong so like saying oh I have everything I need I mean Sure, you have everything that you need, but there's always something that you want. There's always that that sense of desires. If you want to check that out, you can go back to desires, which was my previous podcast talking about different desires. But we are only here for a finite amount of time. And what we do with our finite amount of time is what you do with it. Uh, I would say that my dad used his finite amount of time to to help others as much as he could. I believe that my dad made a significant impact on people's lives. I won't say it changed thousands of lives. People could give a shit about Richard Wallace. Uh, There was even... um, There was one time... Which, I mean, it's funny, but it's not funny. Uh, Because I work in education... And there was one of, the, one of the students was speaking to one of my colleagues, and my colleagues like pulled me, like Zoomed me, because that's what you do now, and said, hey, did you know that one of your advisees thought that you were dead? And I Google Richard Wallace and my place of employment, and there's an obituary of my dad. I didn't realize that. They did an obituary of, of my father, but they thought that I was dead. Um, Because we have the same name. But, obviously, people do not read. Because it says, Richard D. Wallace, the son of Richard... the, The father of Richard A. Wallace. But no one reads. I'm convinced. I think the challenge for me, moving forward... Like, I've come to terms that my dad is never coming back. That... Yeah, he's he's never coming back. Not in this lifetime. Uh, he served his purpose here for this lifetime. Uh, you know, I'm hopeful that there is another dimension, another something, because I just feel like when you do die, you just you just can't end. That just be like then the fuck was living for, <laughs> like being afraid to die. I mean, we're all gonna die. It's probably like. What did Socrates says? Why are you afraid of death when you haven't even experienced death before? Probably the best thing that's ever happened to you is probably the reason why no one's ever came back. That was some philosophical shit that I just put on here. Might be the best thing that ever happened to you. I'm not saying go here and, and, and try it. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that we are only here for a finite amount of time and we have to be conscious of what we do with our time. And the only thing that I have regret is something that's not in my control. It's not in my control. Like the things that I would want my dad to still be here for. I would love, I would have loved for him to be at my wedding. Even though the wedding's for, for, yeah, it's for both individuals, you know, both parties that are getting married. But, I mean, that, that would have been cool. For him to been there, but he's not gonna be there. Yeah, he's not gonna walk me down the aisle or nothing, because it's not what he was gonna do. But you know, he's not gonna be in the front seat and on on the groom side. Not not gonna be like I'm proud of you, but for getting married. You know, it's, it's, those are things I can't control. You know, marriage. You know. Yeah, you gotta find someone that you love, man. Gotta commit. And then you gotta get married. That just doesn't happen like overnight. <laughs> so, things I can't control. Uh, the other thing that eats me up inside is uh, a grandchild. Like, my dad will never be able to hold grandkids. Like, that eats me up inside but I can't control that either I mean I can but I can't control that either because it takes two to create life you know making sure both parties are on accord to bring in life and you know hopefully the the life that's growing inside of that of the individual is is a smooth one because. There's could be complications for the baby and, and the significant other that you had, you know, created life with. There could be complications, you know. Just want to make sure that everything goes smoothly and going according to plan. Those are the things that, that eat me up inside. Um, the other thing that eats me up inside is you know not being able to help out my mom in the ways that I I want to help her out because I'm not her spouse. I will never be her spouse as much as I look like my dad, I will never be my dad. Never. And I wish that I could do more. As much as I think I've done as much as I could wish I can do more. Just seeing her just sad all the time is just breaks my heart. It really does. And how many flowers that I bring or how many good deeds I bring its not gonna change the fact that he's not coming back. Sucks. Grief sucks. Um, who would have thought? Two years. Two years just came like that. A lot of stuff has changed in two years. We're in the midst of a pandemic. I don't even know how my dad would even or deal with this pandemic. <laughs> uh, being a state farm agent. People not paying their insurance premiums because they want to put food on our table. We would probably be screwed. Yeah, been, it sucks. It sucks really bad. I mean... As much as it sucks not having him, I'm grateful that he doesn't have to live in the midst of the pandemic. And I am grateful for that. That he doesn't have to deal with this. He wouldn't have went anywhere. place, anyway, but... Still, and I'm, despite my mom going through the emotional labor of not having her spouse around, like, my mom is probably one of the strongest women I know. And that's what I love and respect about her. Like, she could have, could have just ended it. She could have. Like, why, why the hell, why the hell should I be here? Valid question. Why? When when your spouse goes away, like what, what what what's what's the point of me being here? And I know she's probably thought about that many different times. And I think the reason why she's still here is because of her boys that that are still here because we remind her of him. Now we might not have came from the same father, like all of us, or like she hadn't birthed all of us. But we are a reflection of him, and even me. It's like why? Why am I still existing? Like when when my dad died. Why? Why am I here? It's like when he died, I died. That's how it felt. It's like well, well, what's the point? Like my dad's not gonna be here. It's like he can't watch basketball anymore. No Basketball's not even fun watching anymore. Like sports is not fun to watch anymore. Um, it's not. That's just how I feel. It's not fun watching it anymore. It's not the same because he's not there. Me and him doing watching basketball game winners, looking at the screen, and then he would go like the ohh when they made a uh, that game winning three. Not gonna be able to do that. It's sad. But I mean, I do have great memories of us going to sporting events. One in particular was when I took him to the University of Kansas versus Oklahoma State basketball game. And he got to experience Fog Allen Fieldhouse for the very first time. And he said he would cherish that moment for the rest of his life. And they won that game. I'm glad they won. Uh it's close game, but they won that game. Beat Marcus Martin them. I always cherish that memory of my dad. I am proud to be named Richard Wallace. I am grateful that I am given this name of Richard Wallace. Because Richard Wallace was a great man. And it's a heavy mantle to hold, but as I continue on this life with how much finite time that I have I'm so glad that I am carrying on the legacy of Richard Wallace I'm proud to have been his son proud to be his his frat brother I'm just proud of him and as much as I missed him, man Pray to God that one day, when it's my time to kick the bucket, they will be the first one to greet me and say, what took your ass so long? And I'll be able to grip his ass up. <laughs> I be like, I had to take my time, old man. I had to take my time. And he's like, well, we got a lot of catching up to do. And I said, indeed. And that's what my fantasy looks like in my head. When it is my time to kick the bucket getting to see my my dad first be able to catch up with him hopefully that'll come true I'm not trying to have it come true right away <laughs> pray to God that I live a long prosperous fruitful life with minimal challenges hopefully being the figurehead like my dad To make sure that my family has no issues with with finances or a roof over their head or food in their belly. Being able to provide love and support and care for my family. So I take honor in having this name, Richard Wallace. It's the reason why I started this podcast. Was he died. I wanted to keep his legacy going. And this is one of the ways that I can keep his legacy going. And as much as I'll keep his legacy. I need to start my own legacy as well. Because I am my own man. As much as I love having the name Richard Wallace. It is my own path. and It is my own journey. That's going to make me who I am. And again when it is my time to kick the bucket. Hope people will mourn. Hopefully I did right in this world. But, like I said, in 500 years, no one's going to (laughs) care. But for right now, with this time and season that I have, I'm going to do my absolute best to leave my mark in this world. As Richard Wallace. With that being said, this is a Raw Perspective. I'm Richard Anthony Wallace. Peace.